Thank you for coming. It is fantastic to have you with us. How about we really encourage these young people as they come and speak through? They are called YWAM, and I joked um, in a post this morning that often it means young person without any moolah. Um, you can correct that. You can be part of that solution. Throw $100 bills at the stage as I'm speaking. You can be part of the solution God's got today. Who knows? But how about you encourage them verbally as well and uh, just um, really help them out? Alrighty, so um, yeah, I'm Amy, um, I'm 21, and um, with the YWAM team, we're currently, we've um, been on the road for about a month and a bit, um, just traveling around New Zealand, sharing the gospel, getting involved in ministries around the country, um, yeah, just really getting out there and spreading Jesus as much as we can. Um, yeah, so... Um, Dean asked us to share a bit about why we love Jesus and why we're sold out for him. And that was kind of a very easy thing to uh, talk about because that's, that's who I am. That's my whole life, really. So, um, yeah, I'll just take you through a little bit of my story and um, to really show you who God is to me and why he is my everything. So I grew up in a Christian home and I... I became a Christian at a very young age, um, and yeah, I, I knew God and I walked with God for my whole uh, childhood, my whole teenagehood, um, but I think as every teenager goes through, there was a lot of ups, ups and downs, um, and I struggled a lot with just my, like mind games or like mental um, stuff. And when I was probably about 17, 18, I really struggled with having panic attacks. I'd wake up at night and literally feel like I was dying. Um, didn't know what to do, didn't know, like it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and the only thing that I could do was just say to God, God, you say that you are good. You say that you're kind. I don't feel it right now. Um, I, don't, I don't see it right now, but in your word you say it, so I'll just say it back to you. You're good and you're kind. Um, and somehow, in his great mercy, he would bring me through. Every night he would bring me through that. And um, it got to the point, like, I had nothing else. I would wake up at night and I was like, I feel like I'm about to die. I have nothing else, but I have Jesus. And that's really what... Um, strengthen my faith in a very, you know, God really takes the really painful things in life and uses them to really strengthen, strengthen you and grow you in him. And um, yeah, so he kind of had to take everything away from, um, from me to show me that it's just him and it's only him um, who's, who's my everything. And yeah, so since that... Um, I've pretty much been sold out for Jesus because I've seen that he's good and he carries me through and um, he, he is kind and I have nothing else. It's like I've tasted the sweet water, so why would I go back to the broken cistern? Um, yeah. So now I'm, yeah, as I said, I'm 21 and I've 
all I want to do in my life is just serve Jesus. However it looks and wherever he takes me, I know that he's the one who carries me. So it's like, well, he can carry me the rest of, my, the, rest of the way. He can take me the rest of my life, you know. Um, so I'm just all in for him, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He is, yeah, he is all-powerful, and he has all of the power to redeem us. Um, yeah, he is love, and he's love above all loves. And he's just, he's so good, guys. He's actually really good. Um, and if there's, if there's anything you struggle with, of like, Jesus, can you come through for this? Can you come through for that? I want to tell you, he was with me when I literally felt like I was dying. And my mind was in a complete mess. And he was the only thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, so if you can stand with me in this, why do I want the world? Why do I want anything else? All I want is you. And so I want to read you um, this little passage in Psalm 34, which pretty much sums up my life, pretty much sums up why I love Jesus, why I'm in for him. Um, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my, all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man cro- cried out and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Yeah. So that's my story, and that's pretty much why I'm all in for Jesus. I've, I've tasted him, and he is good. Yeah? Amen. Uh, hi. So my name's Tikva. Um, I'm from Northland, um, but I grew up in Auckland, and so to answer the question of why I love God and why I'm sought out for him it's just because of what he's done in my life and he's just helped me through everything I've been through so yeah so I'm just gonna basically share just my story and how he's helped me um yeah so I grew up in a Christian home my dad was a preacher my parents were in like the ministry team of a very well-known evangelist called Bill Sabretsky who some of you might have heard of um and so yeah growing up went to a lot of like meetings and events and stuff. So I knew who God was. I had a relationship with him when I was little. Um, But I really struggled with the fact that my family wasn't perfect. Um, But because I was a preacher's kid, I felt that I had to be perfect. And my parents fought a lot. And one of my earliest memories is actually sleeping in a tent in a campground where my parents had split for a little bit. And so I was always very afraid of my parents leaving because they fought a lot. And then when I was 13, one of my brothers um, decided he wanted nothing to do with our family. So he left, and that was even harder for me. Um, And yeah, and so that was when I kind of tried to... I started to shut down from people and from God... And I was just super quiet, wouldn't talk to anyone, you know, was like super moody, off in a corner by myself. Um, and, but I was still like 
I was still talking to God, kind of. Um, but then when I was 15, my dad finally left. Um, and it, I got really put off God at that point because... My dad was this preacher who preached like heaps of places all around New Zealand. He'd gone to mission trips overseas, and he told us that God had told him to leave my mum. And so that really confused me and put me off God, because I was like, well, I don't want anything to do with God if that's who he is. So that was when I kind of went yeah, away from God, just got real kind of depressed, um, but angry was kind of just had to be there for my mom and for all my siblings and everything and kind of felt like no one was really there for me. Um, and then my mom did a YWAM school um, and I went with her and it was, it was interesting. Um, I wasn't actually a student on that school because I was too young, but it was a good experience for me and I decided to go back to YWAM in January of last year, um, mainly just because I had nowhere else to go and I was pretty depressed. I wasn't in a good space. So I went back because I was like, well, I don't have anywhere else to go and maybe I'll give God like another chance. So <laughs> I went back and I was like, it was kind of funny. For the first couple of weeks, I was so quiet. I did not talk to anyone, really struggled to make friends. Um, everyone kind of thought I was just a little grumpy kid off in the corner. Um, but yeah, and then... It was about, like, um, I think it was week two into the school. It was the day before my 18th birthday. And me and my siblings aren't close at all. I have four siblings, and none of them really like me that much. So they never say happy birthday, anything like that. It's like, a never, that never happens. And so the day before my birthday, I was feeling really down. I was like, nothing much has happened. You know, I don't know if God really does care. And so I just, like, remember sitting on the floor of my room and just praying. I was like, God, if you really care about me, just let one of my siblings wish me happy birthday tomorrow. And so then went to sleep, kind of forgot about it. The next morning I woke up and, like, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then in that afternoon, my sister wished me happy birthday. And... For me, that was massive, and it was just like a turning point for me that I was like, wow, like, God cares enough about the little things that he would get my sister to wish me happy birthday. And so, yeah, from then on, that was kind of like where I started. was like, okay, maybe he is, you know, pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, and then he just continued to just work in my life and show me where he was in those times when I was sad and when it was hard. Like... Um, yeah, when my dad left, he showed me that he was just there with me, holding me while I was crying and while I was sad. And so that was just really massive for me. And yeah, and I had so much healing and just went had this massive, amazing time. And then, um, yeah, and he just showed me that, like, even though I'm a Christian and I follow God, like, that doesn't mean my life's going to be perfect. And it doesn't mean that I have to be perfect. And that even though some people will look at my family situation at the moment and think that it's broken and think that it's not ideal, um, God has just shown me that he's bringing restoration to it. And that, like, with my brother who had left, he actually came and visited me this year. And I got invited to his wedding, which I'll be going to in a couple of weeks. So it was so cool. <laughs> and, yeah, and, like, 
he's just shown me that my idea of being of a situation being fixed isn't necessarily what's best, um, but that he's fixing it in another way. And so, like, there are still situations in my family that isn't great and that would could be considered broken, but for me, it's just, like, I have a peace about it because I know God's in it. And so, for me, it's, like, it's being fixed in a different way. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, I just felt to encourage you guys that, yeah, don't give up on family and on God and that he's always with you even if you don't think he is. Yeah. so good. Hard to follow you guys. <laughs> so yeah, my name's, uh, my name's Ethan. Um, and yeah, I want to share a bit of my story as well. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I grew up kind of in YWAM. I was a missionary kid. So I grew up, uh, I was born in Tauranga, just like six hours up north, Sunny Bay Plenty. <laughs> and um, yeah, so when I was seven, my parents uh, moved to Fiji. So I lived there from when I was about seven to 14. And um, so I guess I've always been around that kind of Christian uh, missionary lifestyle as well. So um, yeah. And I think growing up in that environment, what really started my journey of why do I love Jesus and why am I sold out for him was just seeing all the other missionaries and the other YWAMers and just how they would come and um, yeah, like how they would pay for themselves to come to Fiji and to come to our base and go out into villages and give up a time of their lives. And I think the thing that really stood out to me was just the joy on their faces and how they were so happy to do that, to come and serve. And so when I was a kid watching that, I was like, whoa, like, I really, I want what they got. Like, I want to love Jesus like, like they do. So I, I gave my heart to God about oh, when I was maybe 10 or 11 years old. And, um, yeah, it's just been a big kind of journey um, to really, really loving God and really being sold out for him and yeah yeah and I, you know i just saw everyone there kind of encountering god and i thought if people are going to encounter god like that that i want to encounter as well so that was kind of why i wanted to do this dts and yeah so um on the on the dts god was really speaking to me about this one passage in um, Matthew 14 about um, Paul stepping out onto the water when Jesus says, yes, come. And um, that was something that I, I kind of really struggled with because I always thought that, yeah, growing up, also like I identify with Tikvah as well, just being like a missionary kid, you're always expected to kind of be perfect. And my idea was like, I've got to have everything sorted before God, before I come and before I step out. But what God really spoke to me in that is like, hey, no, just come as you are. And my question to God was always like, what if I fall? Like, what if I drown in the water? And just as I was reading it and studying it, 
just the word um, immediately kept um, standing out to me. Just how Jesus immediately reaches out and grabs his hand was what was super impactful for me. Because I'd always thought, you know, God, if I fall, I'm going to be condemned. I'm, you're not going to love me as much. But it's, he was like, no, actually, if you do fall, if you do stuff, I'm going to be there immediately. And I'm always with you. Which was like just super impactful to me. And that um, really led me to, to trust in God more as well, which is also part of the reason of me being really sold out for God is that I know that I know that I know that I can really trust who he says he is. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's been a pretty tough journey, kind of just wrestling with that and um, just going from like a place of trying to strive for God to a place of like sonship for God. And um, yeah, it's been full of trials and hardships, but I've just found so much more life in God and just like so much more fulfillment and, and deep joy. And I remember one time we had, um, we had a class on, on one of the, sh- on a ship that we've got called the Koha and um, they kind of said, you know, just take kind of a five, 10 minute break. We'll go out, just kind of seek God and pray in that. And I was sitting up, um, on the top deck and I was looking out at the, the traffic on this, there's a harbour bridge just running along where I was standing and I was, it got me thinking like if one of those cars wasn't there in the traffic would that affect kind of the whole movement of stuff and I guess what kind of I mean by that is if I Kind of like it's gonna sound like pretty good, but if I like died tomorrow, would society as a whole would that still function? And the answer was yes, it would. So it it got me thinking, like why would I give my life to the world and to society as a whole if they don't really care? And I I thought thinking, yeah, that's so true because. God's really the only one who, who truly cares about me. Yeah, and I had this, yeah, this moment of just like, yeah, it's so true. Like, God, I've got nowhere else to go but you because you're the only one that I can truly rest in and truly trust in. So, yeah, I guess to answer the question of, um, yeah, why I love Jesus and I'm sought out for him is because... I'm his son and he cares about me and he's the only one who truly cares and has my, my best interests in heart. So yeah, that's me. That's wonderful. Wasn't that good? Listening to you three, I felt like giving my life to Jesus all over again. Three times at least, maybe more. It was good. Amy Tigva, Ethan, thank you so much. That was real, eh? Especially you, Tigva. Thank you for being so real. 
You know, it's not easy, eh, to stand up and, and be real, um, you know, and expose yourself, you know, like share what's really going on in your world and that. But that took real bravery, so thank you for that. Yeah. Tigva spoke about um, her dad, and I'm just conscious that uh, in some of this stuff, there could have been stuff that sort of raised up um, that has kind of reminded you of situations in your life and that. So if anyone wants prayer afterwards, the, uh, we'll be here to pray. And you can be prayed, come forward, and be prayed by for by some young people that are sold out for Jesus. Wow, what a privilege. <laughs>